That's worse than it comes, the It comes out after Valentine's. That's worse than the last. <laughs> Stop. Stop. <laughs> I don't know provide, what voice. <laughs> I'm going to provide a little context for the listeners. Welcome to episode 18. Um, this is our now third time attempting to start this. Uh, we're on a little three. bit of a roll here tonight. Uh, bootin' and scootin'. And uh, Valentine's Day love. Valentine's Day love. Crying in bed, watching The Notebook. <laughs> or maybe the last song. The last song might be other people's jams. For whatever reason, I feel like Deadpool would also be one. Deadpool would be a valid, like the, the little heart thing that he's doing every once in a while. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. I, I almost cried in Deadpool a couple times. But it would also be a good comedy to lift your spirits if you're a little lonely. Deadpool like. one or two. Ooh. I I think I prefer Deadpool Deadpool two. Yeah. Well, part of Deadpool one was just a little like sad. Well, like it it was good. Don't get me wrong. But I also think I've seen Deadpool two more, so I just prefer that one. I don't know. They're both good. You can't really go wrong with either or. Do you have a least favorite, um, like, rom-com or romance show that you just despise? Most of the ones you showed me. No, <laughs> don't give me that face. I'm kidding. It's that's a so, joke. That's so fucking rude. We're watching every <laughs> single one out of spite. That's okay. You can no, watch I, all of them. Honestly, off the top of my head, I don't really have one that stuck out as being overly bad. They're just, in my opinion, not my favorite movies, so most of them kind of get categorized as bad. I think one of the few ones that I really enjoyed was like Fifty Hertz States, but that's oh, an Adam Sandler movie. Yeah. So that's like, a cute one. Mm-hmm. I like that one. Mm-hmm. That's a cool one. Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler, amazing. It's a good cast. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. I like it. Well, for anybody who doesn't know, we like new listeners, everything like that, since we have had a fair amount of growth here relatively recently yeah. uh we do read paranormal stories on this podcast actually we read chick flicks chick flicks <laughs> where did the rest of your thought just go i don't I know i, I can't leave yeah did eyes. you just like did you watch the thought fall through my butt like that's how i feel right now <laughs> You know, in like books, or like I felt like my heart sank to my butt. That was my thought. <laughs> I don't think I've ever read the term "my heart sank into my butt." Oh, well, I've read it a few times. I, I've read "gut," but "gut" and "butt" are like right next to each other. <laughs> the gut is part of the butt <laughs> construct. <laughs> the butt construct. <laughs> trying to talk to new listeners, I'm like, nah, fuck them, they'll figure it out. <laughs> don't spit oh. it out. I just no, took a I sip mean, my drink and it almost You think going into, like, a paranormal podcast would be, like, a little bit more serious and, like, intense, and we're like, no. 
We have fun nah. things around here. Talk about agreeable gray. The agreeable gray. Agreeable gray. Broccoli. Pickles! Well, it changed from broccoli to pickles. Well, yeah, because but. pickles are an easier episode to work around stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, what the fuck are you doing with broccoli? I feel like it'd have to be like a really boring story for a little bit, then it kabooms into like a wow thing for like the top of the broccoli head, you know? The florets. Yeah, that's a good way to think about it. That's, t- that's so complicated, though. Sorry for the callbacks. Again, if this is your first time, listen. We love you. Thank you for joining us. Hi, new listeners. I'm Shaylee. Connor calls me Shay. This is Connor. Connor's my fiance. I make him talk about scary stuff. He hates it. <laughs> Unfortunately. No, you don't like scary stuff. I do. Nope. But not like super scary. Because I don't, I don't mess with bad shit. You like creepy. I just like it to be a little creepy. Like, I want to be a little unsettled, you know? Like, even the other day, what was it? Yeah, I was laying in bed, and I had this little girl voice appear in my head. And no, I'm not schizophrenic. No, I don't normally have voices in my head. Just to clarify, but I was just like, I've never had this happen before. I was laying there and I hear a little girl voice go, hello. And I sat up and like, what just happened? I was looking around like, oh my God. At what time was this at again? It was later. I want to say it was like between 10 and 11. Okay. Not 3 a.m., thank God. Or otherwise I probably would have shit my pants. I knew it was later, but mm-hmm. like our version of later is like 9.30. Yeah, so. we, we go to bed early. I like bedtime. It's always a good day if I can get my nap in. I feel like a fibromyalgia. <laughs> but like, I take my naps very seriously. Rule number one, don't wake Shay up. Mm-hmm. It's naughty. So I've started to put my phone on to not disturb. Cause like, mm-hmm. I don't care what tragedy is happening right now, don't wake me up. Not at night, though, because if someone's calling me at night, I'm worried. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But nap time? Mm-hmm. It's always between, like, 12 and 2. Like, nothing's happening between then. Car accidents? Well, that's standard in our household. That's nothing new. You're not wrong, unfortunately, <laughs> and I wish you were. I really wish I was, too. Well, that, that's, a, that's a random Tuesday. <laughs> you did a little bit more kind of preempting for this episode. I did! Okay. I was responsible today, guys! I I picked out episodes in advance. In advance. I wasn't in a hurry, and I reviewed them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Went through, took a little bit more reading, everything like that. So I'm very curious to see what our theme is for today, and kind of where you went with things. I took it easy on you this round. I took it easy. This is going to be our Casper episode. Casper episode. Our Casper episode. The friendly ghost. Yeah. Oh yay. Yeah, this is our Casper episode. So in this episode, we're gonna be talking about like good things that come of like paranormal experiences because there's a huge stigma like oh yeah this went wrong and this was scary and this was terrible, but like there is some good things that can come out of it. So we're gonna talk about some good things just in time for Valentine's Day. Aww. Ah. The, the ghosties love you. Yeah. That's so sweet. Yay, I'm yeah, I'm looking so, forward to this now. Well, I, I've been wanting to do an episode like this since we first started, but I've been trying to save up my stories and trying to get the good ones, and I really felt like it's more Casper-esque to me. Mm-hmm. So I found some Casper stories, and I was like, I need Connor just to reward him for coming on the podcast Aww. many times, because you hate it. You don't hate podcasting. You hate scary stories. I hate scary stories. And we'll be sitting here and you'll be reading something and I like get Shitty. a shiver. 
and I'm like, I don't like it. I don't <laughs> want to be here anymore. It's sometimes I get that reading. too. Sometimes I get so intense in my reading, and I'm like, oh. And I like, you know, when you're reading a book, sometimes it, not everyone can relate to this, but like, you get a movie playing in your head. Sometimes I get that with these stories because they're just so vivid to me. So these ones are actually pretty good. I got good pictures with these. Shout out to Joe who doesn't get a movie playing in his head. Calling you out, buddy. Nerd. He doesn't listen to this anyways. He should. He should, like a supportive friend would, mm -hmm. but he doesn't like being creeped out either. That's well, we can tell him that this one's a-okay. I think Taya listens to it. Does Taya look hi Taya? Taya's listened to a few of them, I think. I know when we were early on, she said she's listened to them all. I don't know if she still does. Well, Taya, if you're still listening, send us a text and say hi. I listened. Yeah. And we're gonna have no idea what you're talking about because it's. And then bitch out Alex because he probably didn't listen. Yeah, tell Alex. Yeah, my dad listened to all of them. Yay, dad. Good job, dad. Yeah, thanks, dad. Supportive dad. I don't know if my mom has though. I don't know if my parents have. I think my mom has. Your mom. My mom has. Yeah, has she? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, I don't yeah. know if she's listened to all of them, but she's listened to some. Okay. Maybe. I can't, I don't know about my dad. I don't know. My dad's not really a podcast person. No. He's more of like a TV show and sit on his drum set person, yeah. which is a-okay. Yeah. That's, that's fair enough. Mm -hmm. But if he does end up listening, hello. <laughs> Hi, Kevin. I hope you like it, but you probably won't. No, I'm just kidding. Bye, buddy. I hope you, you find, find your dad. dad. Sometimes we should make a game, like a Patreon thing, or pick out how many movie quotes we do between like this episode and this episode. Oh, do like a guess? Yeah, how many movie quotes do we do? I don't know. I feel like we quote a lot. Set an over-under at like two yeah. and see what happens. Yeah. Okay. Then one day we just blow it out of the water. Heck yeah. I mean, we just have an entire episode where we're trying to fit in as many um, things as we can. That'd be fun to poll how many movie references did we make in this episode. <laughs> in order to do it as like a Patreon thing, we'd have to have a Patreon. Shut up. <laughs> My brain didn't make it that far. That's okay. Like I, like I said, the thoughts are not thoughting today. <laughs> <laughs> then thoughts be not thoughting. <laughs> Valentine's. <laughs> I didn't even think about it until it came out of my mouth. <laughs> the thoughts be thoughtin'. I hate it. I hate it. We're gonna read a story now because I, I can't handle myself. <laughs> well, let's get our Casper going. What yeah. We'll be we be Casperin. Casper be Caspin. Casper be Casp. <laughs> I'm so sorry for all my dumb jokes. <laughs> I really am. Okay, our first story. My life was saved by a ghost. My boyfriend of five years has crushed on me for probably 12 to 13 years. He was two grades below me and was a bad boy while I was popular. In all of our honor level college classes, so I wasn't aware he existed until I met him at my dad's business about seven years ago. He apparently talked about me being his dream girl and was teased that it would never happen, which is why I mentioned this. So in 2009, he and his best friend, I'll call him Josh, were getting into pills due to Josh's grandfather being an amputee and unable to properly attend or understand hiding the medications, thus leaving large amounts of methadone, clonopin, hydrocodone, and such lying around. This was before the opiate crisis, that has affected my generation deeply in the last 15 years. 
Two days before Christmas in 2009, Josh overdosed in the bedroom that my boyfriend is currently staying in. It's a long story, but we moved back with our relative families because we were laid off during the pandemic and were stuck in a bad wreck. The room was never spooky, never anything strange about it, but I've had a few pranks pulled on me that we believe Josh does to basically congratulate my boyfriend on being with the woman he waited for. I've woken up to sticky notes completely covered in my body, my drinks poured in the floor, and random objects moved right where I exit the bed so that I step on them first thing in the morning. I swear I've heard giggling. Each time, I've angrily asked my boyfriend if he was messing with me, and I'm aware when he's lying. He always says no. We like to think this is Josh playing practical jokes, something he was known for. But this is nothing compared to what Josh did for me in 2017. It wasn't a prank. It saved my life. Four years ago, I went into anaphylactic shock. I lost all ability to speak or move my lower body. I was upstairs with a curved and steep staircase separating me from my phone. I remember crawling to the stairs, knowing it could be fatal if I smashed into the wall of the stairs that led to the turn very large steep steps. I know I was extremely oxygen deprived, but I immediately saw Josh and two of my deceased best friends ascend the stairs and carry me to the living room couch with my nebulizer and then my cell phone. I called 911, but I had no voice. My friends were gone, except Josh. He told me he was going to wake my boyfriend from the hammock in the backyard. And suddenly, my boyfriend dreamed of his friend saying that I was in trouble. My boyfriend came running into the house, and by this point, I was dying. I no longer could use any part of my body, and no air came into my lungs when I inhaled. I remember thinking of my daughter and praying her father would navigate my loss to her and keep memories of me alive. He actually died in a freak accident eight months ago, so I'm now fulfilling that for him, but I digress. I struggled to remain conscious, but I was fading. My boyfriend saw the 911 operator on the phone and my sweaty blue body. He told him he didn't think I was breathing, and by some absolute miracle, there was an ambulance passing my neighborhood. The hospital and ditch batch were 30 minutes away. This coincidence, plus my boyfriend's sudden pre-motion that I was hurt, saved my life. Josh and those EMTs saved my life. I remember the EMT asking my boyfriend if I had overdosed. I hadn't. And I thought of how Josh had died. I was blabbering on about dead people saving me after a large amount of epinephrine, my goodness. So no wonder they thought I was high. The doctors and EMT were baffled at how I managed to get down those stairs or even stay alive long enough to get help. I had one bruise on my leg that was tiny. That was it. And the worst headache I've ever had. As it turns out, I'm allergic to the latex in spray paint. I just told them I slid down the stairs, but it's not how I remember it. The weird thing is, I've never met Josh when he was alive. I don't know how I recognized him or hallucinated him, but he looked exactly like the picture I was shown. I've had a lot of paranormal encounters, but my run-in with Josh saved my life, and he never even knew me. That's kind of sweet. Yeah. This guy saving his best friend's like girlfriend. Life, oh, yeah. yeah. I would assume life partner, but I think 
remember. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, that's super sweet. I. It started off kind of creepy when you hear laughter and there's just stuff in your way and you got post-it notes all over your body. Yeah, that's you weird. And like, I'd do that to you if I died. I was about to say, that'd be something creepy that like you would do. It is. Either just like, to annoy you. Either to mess with me, make me think there's a ghost in the house or Absolutely. something. Absolutely. Yeah, or like actually when you die, you're just going to torment me for fun. Well, what else would I do with my free time? I'll poke your butt. <laughs> As a ghost, I'm gonna poke your butt. Oh my gosh. That Hi, Dad. <laughs> so, if your butt's ever a little itchy after I'm Stop dead. Stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> what got into you tonight? I don't know. Oh my gosh. I think I'm just tired from the week. Well, I didn't really do much this week. Mentally stressful, but that's yeah, okay. That's fine though. But yeah, that that was like the first part of it where I got a little bit freaked out, mm -hmm. and then it was like, okay, like major life event, like sees their like boyfriend's best friend's ghost, and went, okay, the way that you had been saying it made me initially think that like, oh, he overdosed, but he wasn't like dead, not like oh, I know, yeah, he's dead. Like, when I read it the first time, that's what I thought too. I was like, oh, so he overdosed and now he's alive. No, like overdosed, yeah. died, and then sick her. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. No, I think that's super cool. And I didn't realize that she had never even met him. Like, she never met. I'm assuming. Did they say? Well, she says at the end that it's somebody that I had never met. No, I'm, I'm talking about the photos. Pronouns. Pronouns. Yeah, there's no pronouns. I'm gonna stop assuming. Um, but yeah, no, I don't know. That's really crazy. Mm -hmm. Like they never even met Josh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's super strange. And like, yeah. I like that. I mean, I don't. I don't like that. Wait, I'm just looking at the wrong story. I'm dumb. Um, nah, it still doesn't say. Anyways, yeah. That's super cool, though. It is super cool. Yeah, that's, like, but I'd kind of freak out if I woke up with stuff all over me and you said you didn't do it, but, like, this is harmless stuff. It's not, like, hurtful or scary, necessarily. Mm -hmm. It's not creepy thing, like, scuttling on the wall or trying to get up, like, the ladder or standing on the bunk bed. Yeah. But. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's, that was a sweet story. That was hard for me. Story. I like not as creepy and like us freaking out. I feel like I gotta do a random pose for like a thumbnail this episode. Yeah, after the last one was both of us simultaneously going. <laughs> <laughs> Can that just be in every single one? Just us making a stupid pose. What like? <laughs> That'll be this one. Finger <laughs> guns. Are you ready for story number two? I am. Okay. I'm curious to see where Casper goes now. Casper be flying to on other people's. Casper recruiting Josh, and now I'm curious who else Casper will recruit. I don't think Casper wants to recruit. Because that sounds recruiting. more. If Casper's recruiting, Casper is also the Grim Reaper. No. Casper's recruiting already dead people. He's not taking a lot. Ghost cult? Sure, if that's what you want to call The Ghost Club. The Ghost Club. The Casper He's, like, Club. sitting right behind me. She's so cute. Okay. Story number two. 
cool Casper club. It's like the KKK with C's. <gasps> Connor! <laughs> Why would you do that? Why? Oh, they're white too. <laughs> no! <laughs> Connor! Do you want me to get canceled? Do you want me to never work again? I feel like that was just stuck on the visual appearance. I, I was also thinking like, like CCC is still like the same uh, like verbalization when you're acting like you know C's and K's or <laughs> Do we call it the ka ka ka? is just so oh. I'm so sorry. Well, that's what you were talking about, right? The, like... <laughs> <laughs> that's the sound of K makes. <laughs> Unless there's an H with a C in it. Hooked on phonics, folks. We're hooked on phonics. you say your letters, say it with me. Kids would go Eminello. Eminello. I did that when I wanted to say it fast, but I always knew. Eminello. Eminello. Well, 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 tell me more, tell me more. Oh What's God, it like at the door? We're this episode is <laughs> wild. This is fucked. Welcome to new listeners. And old listeners, hello. <laughs> Welcome back. Don't leave us. Or do. 
Protect me. A tweet not to the voice. <laughs> no, you, why? You don't like that one? I don't want to listen to that. It's fucking rude. The time of spirit protected me. First, the backstory for context. At the time of my paranormal experience, the neighborhood that our house was in was not safe. It was a very lower income neighborhood in the heart of a large metropolitan city in the early stages of development. When we moved in, three of the five houses bordering our property were legit drug houses. In my neighborhood at the time, it was best to keep to yourself, mind your own business, and not bring any attention to yourself. Our immediate next door neighbor had a constant traffic in and out of the house, and it was very obvious what was going on, drugs. We always minded our business, but I tried to still be cordial and say hi, and wave if my neighbor was outside the same time as me. He was always polite to me, though we had very limited interaction. But sometimes, some of the neighbor's customers would make me very uncomfortable by watching me, catcalling me, or saying sexually or racial derogatory things if I was outside. I was doing yard work, taking out the trash, or getting out of my car. I would just ignore them and quickly go inside. But these interactions made me very uncomfortable, and I didn't feel safe if I was home alone without my husband. Two weeks after the paranormal experience that I am about to share, we woke up in the middle of the night to a lot of commotion. And when I looked out our bedroom window, I saw the cops raiding our neighbor's house. I found out later from news reports that the owners were charged with distributing heroin, powder cocaine, fentanyl, and crack cocaine. They also had a very large stock of illegal firearms, a significant amount of cash, and one of the individuals living there was on the run, wanted on a murder and robbery charge, and he was hiding in this house during the paranormal incident that I am about to describe. Now for the paranormal part. It was late one night after midnight, and my husband and dog were asleep in our bedroom. I was in the kitchen and bent over the trash can to take the bag out, and then take it to the recycling bin on the side of our house so that the trash not sink up my kitchen overnight. To get to the bin outside, I just walked out my front door and to the side of the house due to the way the property is set up. When I was bent over the trash can, getting ready to pull the bag out, I felt what I thought was my husband walk up right behind me and lean over me like he was about to hug me. He is 6'3", I am 5'4", so he towers over me. I giggle and bend down further to dodge him and turn around quickly as I say, I have you first. And just as I turn to go and grab him around the waist to give him a bear hug, I saw a woman standing in the middle of my kitchen about four feet away from me. She instantly put her arms out towards me with her palms open, like you would do when telling someone to stop. And she floated slash glided quickly towards me while she mouthed, no. And as soon as she got inches from me, she literally vanished into thin air 
In one instance, she was gliding so quickly towards me, and the next she disappeared. And I didn't hear anything but her face had an expression of panic. And even though I did not hear her yell it, her mouth screamed no. This happened so fast, it was literally in a span of two to three seconds. The only details about her appearance that I could recall was she was completely solid, not transparent or translucent. She was wearing a long black longsuit dress with a white double-layered scalloped collar. The cuffs on her sleeve were slightly belled. There were little white buttons going down the entire length of the front of her dress. She was about my height. Her eyes were strikingly light blue. And she had long, very thick, tight, curly, and very unruly jet black hair. She had pale skin and she was floating a few feet above the ground. It happened so quickly, and those were the only details I could immediately remember. I was in such shock and disbelief. I immediately, after she vanished, I stood there for maybe one or two seconds, and I bolted to where she was just a few seconds before, and ran into my bedroom, screaming for my husband to wake up. He instantly jumped out of bed and grabbed me and asked what was wrong. I started crying, and all I could manage to sputter out was, someone was in our house. Before I could explain further, he grabbed his pistol from his nightstand and ran out into the bedroom from to find the intruder. Our dog, a 90-pound pit bull, who was in our bedroom at the time, also woke up and immediately started growling and barking at the entrance to our bedroom. He got in between me and the bedroom door frame and was barking and growling incessantly. I heard my husband calling for the dog for backup, and the dog refused to go to my husband, which is very out of character. My husband came back into our bedroom and said he didn't find anyone, and that all of the doors and windows were locked, and there was no sign of a break-in. I told him he wouldn't find anyone, or anything, because it wasn't a person but a spirit. At this point, my skeptic husband rolled his eyes and started berating me for waking him up with stupid ghost stories. But when he saw that I was so legitimately scared and shaken up, he sat down and asked me to explain what happened. After I told him the story, he just chalked it up to me hallucinating due to stress from work and insomnia and held me until I was finally asleep. The next day, I FaceTimed my mom and told her what happened because I knew she would believe me. Because she grew up in a haunted house and was seen apparitions before. I just needed someone to tell me I wasn't crazy or hallucinating. When I described what the woman looked like, she fell silent and had a look of shock on her face. So she told me that the woman that I described was my great-grandmother, Gabriella, who my mother was extremely close to. She died before I was born. I've never seen a picture of her because the only photos that the family had of her were in a box lost in the 50s during my grandparents' move to the States. However, my mom said that my grandmother still had my great-grandmother's dress that she made herself and wore almost every day. The next weekend, I took a trip a state away to see my grandmother with my mother, and I told her what happened. We spent the day in her attic looking for the dress. My mother found it in a suitcase, and when she pulled it out, I was in disbelief. 
It was the same dress that the woman I saw was wearing. Long black dress, slightly flared belt sleeves, small white buttons along the length of the front dress, and the unmistakable double-layered white collar with the scalloped edges. After discussing everything with my mother and grandmother, we all believe that on that night, my great-grandmother Gabriella stopped me from taking the trash outside to protect me from someone outside. It's the only thing I can think of, especially considering the contents and crime and questionable people that were always present outside my front door, so close to me. I truly believe that if I had taken the trash out that night, I may have seen something that I shouldn't have or been assaulted by one of the neighbor's customers that would threaten and sexually harass me. Luckily for us, after the drug raid, the neighbor's house was foreclosed. A developer bought the house and tore it down to build a new one. The neighborhood has done a 180 and been cleaned up and our property has increased in value tenfold since this happened four years ago. It's a genuinely safe neighborhood now, but after that experience, I will never ever walk outside my front door by myself in the middle of the night again, even if it means waking up to a stinky kitchen. Damn. That's kind of crazy. Holy cow. At first I was like, okay, I'm, I want to know where this context is coming from. And I kind of was under the interpretation that like, it wasn't, it wasn't going to be like a family member's ghost, like what it ended up being. Mm -hmm. but that it was going to be somehow related to like the neighbor and the crime or something like that i thought but, so too i thought it was going to be like a girl that was like murdered mm -hmm. like in the house because there was a murderer there and i was like oh maybe she followed him yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah i thought they were going to play a hand in like catching the guy in some way yeah. shape or form but i mean either way like the warning given to hey maybe probably don't go outside like stop stop now please like yeah i like how she held it up like stop too Mm -hmm. I would like no. Mm -hmm. That's super crazy. Mm -hmm. That's really cool though. Yeah, your ancestors are looking out for you. Yeah. Aww. Wish my grandma would talk to me. She ignores me all the damn time. Your grandma? Yeah. My great grandma. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Rude. Mm -hmm. She'd be like, hat, dumb bitch. <laughs> I'm just gonna watch you stub your toe. Take that. She would. She would. Not. No, I'm just kidding. Very lovely lady. Yeah, I like that story though. I like that they found the dress. Yeah, that's a super great connection to be able to pull up and be like, yep, this is like a family heirloom and this is like the connection that she has with the world and that's how she appeared because that's like what her spirit feels comfortable in. Like, that's so crazy like to think about. And that she still had it. Mm -hmm. With no photos. Yeah, mm -hmm. I like that. Mm -hmm. That's cool. That's sweet. Casper's Club's doing good work. What would you do if I did that? What do you mean? Just like came sprinting upstairs, yeah. freaking out? Yeah. Probably something pretty similar to what that guy did. Like, hey, what's going on? Assess the situation. Like, do I need to do something? Like, Beanie would never, ever protect me like that. She'd be like, mm, nah, sounds like you get death, bitch. I mean, their dog kind of just stood at the top of the stairs and huffed too. Well, so. at least it put, like, itself between her and whatever was there. She, Bean would go to the top of the stairs and wonder where I am, and then when I... She'd skitter away when you got shot, though. Well, yeah, she's not going to do anything, but she'll, like, stand there and act all tough. 
I think it's more of a fear response and like a be brave response though. Mm-hmm. Gotta know what's going on. Yeah. Just trying to assess. Be like, do I gotta run? <laughs> How far? How far <laughs> do I need to run? Where do I need to hide? Will mom protect me? Mm-hmm. She'd like bounce her ass into my lap and then she'd expect me to protect her. Probably. I she's not a very good, she's a good alarm dog. She's she, a very, very good alarm dog. She makes so, a lot of noise. Well, she makes, she's good at making noise. I don't know if she's a great alarm dog because she barks at nothing a lot. Every once in a while. Yeah. It's not frequent that she barks at nothing. Usually there's something. But Or like a bun or some shit. Like, I don't know, something like that. Yeah, if she sees a bunny, she'll make a lot of noise. If she sees somebody walking around outside, she'll make a lot of noise. Yeah. Anytime that the door gets knocked, or like if we order food or something, she makes a lot of noise. Yeah. The male person, a lot of noise. Ellie, you're not so smart, are you? Oh, no, no. Should we get back to the stories, Beanie? We have one more. Well, Do you want to come listen? Come well, here, yes. come listen to the story. Or don't, I guess. Just trying to to get to you. That's funny, Alright, ready for our last one? Last one. Okay. It happened to me on a muddy trail while raining. A voice saved my life. Less than two years ago, I was in North Carolina, near Camp Lejeune. Lejeune. Sorry, guys. I found a spot of land to meditate and smoke some cannabis peacefully. A few months prior, I had died in my sleep and had floated in an after-death experience in which I experienced a large hand coming from open clouds as I floated in such a way that my body truly could not manage on its own. I felt such bliss, like the other half of me had been found long at last. I stopped halfway there and thought that I did not want to leave my mother with another dead child. I did not want her to grieve. As I reflected on this, I began to nag myself in my head. Get up, stop, get up and go. It was raining, pretty hard actually. I was gazing at as a spider in the web as my mind nagged myself. I was comfortable on the remote muddy trail and did not want to move. Then, a voice in my head that I clearly did not think myself came from the upper right side of my mind in my own thought voice and said, didn't you say you did not want your mother to grieve? That shook me, because I knew I didn't think that. I got up and left the trail, irritable, thinking it was all for nothing. Not even 10 seconds on the main road, a big jeep filled with a few Marines lifted with bikes on the rack, intent on mudding, barreled past me onto the path. I would not have been seen I would have been squashed like a pancake and killed instantly. Hmm. I think they were high when they wrote that too. They might be. That if you die in your dream, aren't you supposed to be dead? Like, isn't that like the no-no? That that's the idea, but like, I don't think that's what actually happens. I mean, I'm. 
I have no idea. I haven't experienced it, obviously. I want to say there was a time I actually did die in my dream, but I can't like physically recall it. Hmm. Like, I feel like that happened, but I can't. I don't know. I can't remember. This otherworldly voice, though, just popping into your head. Like, I want to know what the voice sounded like. But the fact, it's weird that he was like, ooh, the upper right hand side of my mind. How do you know? Prefrontal cortex, I guess. What does that have to do with anything? I don't know. Weird stuff. <laughs> so why? Spit in my eye. <laughs> you just spit in my eye. <laughs> Cortex is kind of like the part of your brain that people say make us human. Like it's all of our like. But that's your prefrontal cortex, like under your forehead. He said the upper right hand of your mind. The, the, the prefrontal cortex is the entire front part of your brain. So well, in my head, the I'm the prefrontal like, and then the frontal. Back in action. Back in action. We had to take a quick break because Beanie needed to be a part of it, so now she's a part of it. Sorry if you guys hear her, she's right in my lap. I hope she sniffs it. You like doggy mm. sniffs. Doggy sniffs. Doggy sniffs. Callie, are you a good podcaster? She's trying. She's so cute. <laughs> well, where were we? I don't know. Prefrontal cortex and frontal cortex. Prefrontal and frontal cortex, yeah. But they say your prefrontal cortex is what's supposed to make people human. I don't all of our decision making and kind of higher end yeah. thinking. I don't know where it's at though. I don't, I don't remember what's upper right, like at all. Do you? It, I guess it depends on where you think upper right is. I mean. Like upper right. Isn't that like where some of your auditory processing is? I have no fucking clue. I can't it's remember. It's been a while since I've looked at the image. I can't remember where um, some of that stuff is coming from and like where your um, sensory nerves are and that kind of thing. I don't remember as much. It's been a number of years since I took anatomy. So. Yeah, bro, I, that's not going to comprehend with me. <laughs> well, anyway. Anyway, this episode was a bunch of randomness. Yeah. Randomness. I hope you hated it and it was stupid. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I feel like I sound like an asshole this episode. I'm not usually this like. You've been mildly pessimistic. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I don't feel like I'm usually that way though. I don't think so. I think that just we caught you in a weird mood tonight. Yeah. Mhm. Mm yeah. Friday night. It's a Friday night. It's what happens. We got a weird old puppy. She's doing a shake. All right, Beanie, you want to say bye? Bye, For Casper episode. Can we say bye? Thanks for joining us. Bye, guys.